Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program. No, 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 not yet, not yet. That's tomorrow. We are on the eve of the opening of Del Mar. That happens on Friday. I know you're anxious. Anyhow, welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Thursday, almost Friday. July 20th, uh, 2023, that is 7202023. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM and uh, 107.1 FM. Got them both. And, of course, uh, across uh, the, the world on so many different streaming platforms, we get in every little corner of the world with these platforms, like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, iPhone or Android, with your KSHP app. You put it on your device, you can hear us now, and, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting. So, however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Race Day Show for this almost Thursday, almost opening day, Delmar. It is Thursday, almost Friday, almost opening at Del Mar, but not yet. And we welcome you to the show. We look out the um, the window of the studio here. Yep, <clears throat> sun shining, sky blue, ground dry and hot. Right now, uh, about, uh, about 12 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time, uh, we are at 93 degrees already here in Las Vegas. Going to pop up to 113 before we top out today. And that's just uh, simply going to be the weather now for the next couple of days, right around 13 to 15. Then Saturday, we'll top out at 117, they say, 117 on Saturday. And then by the time we get the Monday, it drops to 106 with a 16% chance of rain. This is the time of the year here in Las Vegas where we get the monsoons. So we got a lot of different weather patterns happening here from the heat to the monsoon, etc., but it's always fast, firm, and perfect in the race books. As far as the rest of the country is concerned, looks pretty good. Arkansas is getting hit with a lot of stuff. <clears throat> but up and down the Pacific Coast, getting ready for the, uh, that, uh, the iconic scene from Del Mar when they fire up the simulcast signal there of the, 
of the uh, Pacific Ocean hitting the uh, shore there right next to the racetrack. It's going to be clear, clear today at least. Gulf clear, Atlantic coast clear. And for us today, more importantly, is upstate New York is clear for another day at the spa at uh, Saratoga. As far as the temperatures, well, you know what it's going to be here. Phoenix is going to be 118, L.A. 92, New York City 84, and Chicago 87, etc. It's just going to be hot. Don't forget to stay hydrated. Come on. I have to tell you again, keep the water going. Stay hydrated. Don't wait until you're dehydrated. It'll be too late. And all this stuff with the kids and the dogs and the, everybody. You know what to do, so just do it. All righty. We are going through some... If not trying, certainly changing times in horse racing, okay? Our great sport. Now, you know, we understand that when cars came along, you no longer needed buggy whips. You know, and changing times, you just have to change with the changing times, okay? But uh, with technology, with with, uh, the... Cable TV networks, with the simulcasting, with the with off-track betting sites, with the phone apps, our industry, our sport is changing as well. But now we're taking a hit at some of the uh, brick-and-mortar places, and and some of the uh, presentations of our sport to the general public. Now, just think of it. Outside of the California fairs in, in California, one of the biggest two states, three states maybe, of horse racing, of our industry, and by the way, breeding as well. In California, outside of the California racing fairs, six major racetracks, three of them have bit the dust. Bay Meadows, Hollywood Park, and Golden Gate in December. What we have left is Del Mar, Santa Anita, and Los Alamitos. Yeah, and your Northern California Fairs. And by the way, in the California Fair circuit, Fairplex Park is no longer in Southern California. And of course, you know what's going on with Arlington Park's gone. Calder Racecourse is gone. So times they are changing. And I got to tell you, we took the latest hit Overnight, for the first time in the 40-year history of our sports championship event, the Breeders' Cup, and its premier centerpiece race, the Breeders' Cup Classic, is not going to be the final race on the prestigious event card. That's right. Instead of the Classic this year, it will be run as the third to last in the series of Breeders' Cup Championship races. Post time right around 3.40 Pacific time. You know it's going to be held at Santa Anita, so they're in the Pacific time in Southern California, 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. And the reason, they say, is that the television network that has the rights to broadcasting this, NBC has a Big Ten college football team, a Big Ten college football game that will kick off at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. So they demanded, if we wanted the national coverage, 
to move the Breeders' Cup Classic before they cut away for the Big Ten college football game. And so there it is. You know what's going to follow the Breeders' Cup Classic? The turf sprint and the sprint itself on the 12 race card. What the heck is going... That's our premier event. That in the Kentucky... What are they going to do? Move the Kentucky Derby next year? Times they are changing. They are changing. All righty. Well, uh, we've got the, the big race of the weekend coming up, the Haskell, the grade one Haskell for a million bucks. By the way, um, Oakland Park just put out their stake schedule. They will have, uh, I believe, four races that will be a million dollars or more. And the uh, their premier race, the Arkansas Derby, they're kicking it up to a million and a half dollars. One million, one point five million dollars is going to be this year's Arkansas Derby purse. So there are places, there are racetracks that are doing land office business and horse racing. You know what they are. Saratoga, Del Mar, Oak Lawn Park. Yeah. So anyhow, the uh, Haskell, grade one for three-year-olds on the uh, Monmouth Park organic dirt at a mile and one-eighth. That'll be a million bucks, grade one for three-year-olds. Came up with a pretty darn good field. I'm telling you, man, listen to this now. Number one is Go Rocket Ride. This is the son of Candy Ride that uh, has really impressed in Southern California in his latest efforts. Mike Smith's going to ride for Richard Mandela. Dick Mandela trains Go Rocket Ride. Number two is Awesome Strong, a son of Awesome Slew. Uh, the rider will be Jose Batista for Jorge Delgado. Number three, Salute the Stars, another offspring of Candy Ride. Joel Rosario riding for Brad Cox. We'll get the insight on that with Jonathan Ardoon. And then you have the Kentucky Derby winner, Mage, a son of good magic, Javier Castellano riding for Gustavo Delgado. The five is Tappet Trice, a son of Tappet, trained by Todd Pletcher, Luis Saez in the saddle. The six, How Great is Nat, or Nate, I guess, How Great is Nate, a son of Spitester. Paco Lopez riding for Elizabeth Dobles. The seven is Extra Anejo, the son of Into Mischief, Tyler Gaffleon for Steve Asmussen. And the eight is Arabian Night, John Velasquez riding this Uncle Mo offspring for Bob Baffert. And you know Baffert. He's already banked nine Haskells. They just ought to name it the Bob Baffert Haskell and be done with it, right? All righty. On today's show, we've got uh, Jonathan Hardoon going to be with us. Thank you, Jonathan, for a nice $10.40 winner yesterday on the show in the fifth race. Rocked the weekend. Started out our weekend with a winner at 1040. And uh, the uh, big uh, steeplechase race, the grade one AP Smithwick Memorial, won by Belfast Banter for Cyril Murphy. Uh, Barry Foley Road, 
twenty to one on the morning line. This one upset it and won and paid thirty-five sixty, outrunning Historic Heart and uh, Freddie Flintshire. And in the uh, $150,000 New York uh, Stallion Series races, the Statue of Liberty Division, which was the 10th and final, that winner there, Orange Freeze, for Bill Murray, William Murray. Remember William Murray was, uh, Maury, I should say, William Maury, Bill Murray, William Maury, used to train in Northern California, training in New York. And that was William Morey's second win of the day in the featured uh, Statue of Liberty division, Orange Freeze, ridden by Joel Rosario, 1060, outrunning Burnt Again and MZ Big Bucks, who finished third. And if you're looking at uh, some trends, at least yesterday, one day does not make a meet, but yesterday, out of the 10 races yesterday at Saratoga, no horse went wire to wire in a victory. So, Irate Ortiz Jr. was the only one that visited the winner's circle more than once. He won uh, two races on the card. And your pick six paid over 10000 bucks. Yesterday at Saratoga, we want to thank uh, Jonathan Hardoon for his winner there. Anyhow, we got Jonathan back. We got John Lindo will be with us. He's got a Saratoga sheet today for those folks uh, heading out to the uh, South Point. And uh, Jerry Jacks, uh, Jerry Jackowitz, of course, is uh, Jerry J's power page picks. And, of course, uh, Ernie Perry's Woodbine Clocker picks for today. And, of course, your racing menu. That'll come up next. As we wait, now in anticipation, we counted down months, we counted down weeks, we counted down days. Now we're counting down hours until the 84th season of Del Mar starts tomorrow. But in the meantime, we're looking to make money today at the spa. So don't go away. We'll be right back. And by at and by the way, at Woodbine too, you know. Yeah. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. KSHP North Las from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. 
All right. Now, you know, uh, the the shock of uh, the closing and demise of Golden Gate, which had a rich history in Northern California, is starting to wear off. Now people are looking there saying, okay, now this is reality. What the heck are we going to do? And I'm not quite sure that the uh, California Racing Board or anybody in Northern California had thoughts about the ramifications and how to help the people who are going to be suffering from this. And so now they're starting to, you know, kind of uh, scramble for this stuff. And they said uh, they may have a revamped Northern California racing calendar that uh, will consolidate the Cal Expo in Sacramento as soon as late December following the schedule closure of Golden Gate. So now they're looking at the Northern California fairs, as we talked about the other day, maybe expanding not so much the fair circuit itself, but racing at those uh, plants, at those uh, places. So now, now, they're, now they're trying to figure it out. Let's hope they get it done. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. And remember, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone because that's where we're at here in Las Vegas. We are Race Day Las Vegas. We are in the Pacific Time Zone, and these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks today. Thus, the Pacific Time Zone. If you're listening anywhere else on all those platforms I mentioned at the top of the show, yeah, and you're not in the Pacific Time Zone, you may be in other time zones, I don't know, just adjust to the Pacific Time Zone, and then you'll be okay, all right? You won't miss anything, and I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? All right, here we go. We begin with uh, Delaware Park. Eight races today at Delaware Park. First post time is 9.30, I said 9.30 Pacific Time at Delaware Park. Then we go up to Saratoga, and we'll have, of course, uh, Jonathan Nardoon hang his head out the window. Yeah. But right now, they say at Saratoga, it's sunny. 72 degrees. That's a beautiful day up there in upstate. The track is fast. The turf courses are labeled firm. Therefore, the races 3, 6, and 9 will be run on the Mellon turf course. Races 7 and 10 will be run on the inner turf course. And, of course, the 10th and final race today on that inner turf course is the Cab Calloway division of the New York State Stallion Series. That $150,000 race at a mile for three-year-olds sees a field of nine before any scratches. None posted yet. Seven to five favorite there is Ramblin' Wreck with the Ired Ortiz Jr. First post time for your 10 races today at Saratoga on a b- 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 beautiful day of racing is at 10-10. 10-10 first post at uh, <clears throat> Saratoga. All right, next up comes Colonial Downs. Nine races at Colonial Downs, eight turf races, one dirt race. That dirt race is the second race on the card. Otherwise, everything else is turf for nine races at Colonial Downs. And their first post time is at uh, 10.35, 10.35 at Colonial Downs today. Next comes uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis. Horseshoe Indianapolis has nine races, eight thoroughbred races, one quarter horse race. That quarter horse race will come in the last race on the day. First post time at Horseshoe Indianapolis is 11.10. Next comes Hawthorne Racecourse. 
Hawthorne Racecourse today, believe it or not, has the highest carryover in any jackpot. It is the Super High 5 jackpot at Hawthorne. That carryover sitting at $154,567. Yeah, huh? How about that? Eight races at Hawthorne today. First post time is 1230. 1230 at Hawthorne. By the way, their pick six jackpot carryover is $1,229. And again, 1230 first post time at Hawthorne, which is now the the number one racetrack in Chicago. After you know what happened to Arlington. All right, anyhow. Woodbine. North of the border. Woodbine. First post time is 150 at Woodbine. They have a uh, super high five jackpot carryover of $76,744. Okay, that's the, uh, again, the <clears throat> super high five jackpot carryover. Eight races today at Woodbine and a first post time of 150. 150 at Woodbine today. Penn National is next. Their Super High 5 jackpot carryover, $13,260. Seven races at Penn Nat. First post time is 3 o'clock. Canterbury Park is next. They have nine races. The last two races will be quarter horses. The first seven thoroughbreds. That's how it shakes out. First post time at Canterbury Park is 3.05 p.m. Evangeline Downs has eight races. Their first post time is 3.30. And Charlestown wraps up the racing menu for today. Their pick six jackpot carryover, 65830 bucks, And a first post time at Charlestown for their eight race card is at 4 p.m. And that is your almost Friday, Thursday, race day, Las Vegas racing menu. Okay? All right. Now we're going to go to uh, Mr. Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Hey, thank you, Jonathan, for that winner yesterday, buddy. Oh. Yeah, well, it was nice. He went easy, and uh, we didn't get bet down crazy. So we'll take ten forty every day. All right. Uh, now I'm not. I don't, I'm not big on just one day of saying, okay, here's the bias. You know, here's the bias. I'm not big on that. But you'd have to take note that there were no winners that went wire to wire yesterday at Saratoga. No, but uh, it was. It's an even track. You yeah. could certainly went on the front end. You could, went, you know. It's, uh-huh. I don't like it when it becomes speed crazy because then you could throw everything out the window. Whoever makes the lead wins. But uh, here, the, yesterday anyway, even though no speed horse won, there was no speed horse that should have won. So oh, okay. to me, it's a it's a fair track. Good enough. Good enough. See, I'm glad you know I'm talking to the experts there to tell me that uh, don't worry about that. That's not a that's not a bias. Okay. So, uh, anything uh, anything happening? It's oh, I got to ask you about because uh, Brad Cox has got a horse in the Haskell, and we know that you have uh, you have uh, close ties to the uh, Cox uh, stable, uh, and they have Salute the Stars, which is eight to one on the morning line. It's a uh, it's owned by Gary and Mary West, and uh, Salute the Stars is going to go up against Derby winner Mage and others in the Haskell. How's it shake out? Well, he's training well, and, you know, he took over the training two starts back. We actually gave him out last time that he ran in the Pegasus at Monmouth, and he was terrific that day. He had all kinds of trouble, and he still managed to get up and win by a neck. However, uh, I think Mage is going to be very tough in there. Uh, he ran super in the Derby when he won the Derby, mm-hmm. and he came back two weeks later in the Preakness, and, you know, he had to run in the Preakness because he won the Derby. Sure. So if you have an opportunity to win the Triple Crown, you're going to do it. Yep. 
And then he was freshened up after that, and they were pointing for the uh, for the uh, Travers at Saratoga. But he's doing so well. Yeah. You know, I see him train in the morning a couple of weeks ago, and uh, everyone was in like shot. You know, they were just in awe watching him train. Uh-huh. He's doing so well that they're going to run him back in the Haskell, and uh, you have to respect the connections. If they're telling you he's doing that good, I believe it. And uh, off the figures, he's just, he's the fastest horse in the race. I mean, you have Go Rocky Ride, you have Salute the Stars, and uh, the big question in the race is going to be Arabian Light, uh, Arabian Night, the Baffert horse. Only two career starts. However, they rate him as the five to two second um, choice on the morning line. Uh-huh. You know, he's won, he's run twice, and he's been ultra impressive in both of them. But my question is, where the heck has he been? You know, a, a horse that that's good, you just don't run every six months. So, to me, that's somewhat of a question. And uh, obviously, it's Baffert, and he always seems to get them ready to run in those races. But Mage is clearly the horse to beat. They made Arabian Night the morning line favorite, believe it or not. He's shorter than Mage on the morning line, which uh-huh. is silly. Well, and, maybe uh, it's because, uh, you know, Baffert's took nine of these Haskells already. <laughs> yeah, but most of them with really good horses. Yeah. Not that Arabian Nights not a really good horse, but he's just very light on experience. Only two career starts. Career start number three coming in the Haskell. You know, maybe a feat. Well, now you know a couple of thoughts. One, uh, Mage uh, must be doing very well in the mornings, etc., because their initial plan, at least chalked in, not not put in pen, but. Uh, was to be to, to, to take the prep for the Travers as the traditional prep at Saratoga, which is the Jim Dandy, which is uh, a week from Saturday. But instead, I think that his training told them that he's ready to like he's a, he's a ripe piece of fruit. You got to get out there and run him. So that's why they dropped him into the Haskell, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it gives him the extra week going into the Travers. Travers so, right? you know, you get that extra week's rest as opposed to running in the gym dandy. Now, I know all and, of these, uh, all of these success. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, all of the success that Baffert's had in the ha- ha- uh, Haskell and certainly Arabian Night, the 5 to 2 favorite, kind of raises the eyebrow. But nevertheless, um, there's a, another horse coming from Southern California, Go Rocket Ride. Under the uh, tutelage of Richard Mandela and big money Mike Smith is going to ride, this candy ride offspring uh, showed a lot in Southern California. I know it's not against this type of caliber, but I think there's a lot left under the hood on this horse. And, you know, Mandela doesn't show up just to get a box seat. No, listen, if he's shipping across the country, he knows that this horse is ready. And listen, the horse has three career starts. He had a perfect trip last time out. The horse is knocking heads on the front end when he was a big favorite and he won he won impressively take nothing away from him but that's another one that's lightly raced only three starts coming in mm-hmm. arabian night has two starts listen Mag only has five starts i get it but uh you know i just think he's the right horse and you know every, uh, we can't overlook a guy that is uh, as successful as todd pletcher he's bringing in tappet trice with louis saez aboard and he's uh, he's only at three to one on the morning line and he's danced at every dance. He ran in the, in the Tampa Bay Derby, the Bluegrass, the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont Stakes, finishing third last time out. You know, it's another one that's improving. But uh, you would think that they would have gotten to the bottom of him by now. You know, with all the with the Derby and the Belmont coming up before this race, I would say he probably shot his best shot in those races. 
Well, we know it's going to be a, a, a big uh, Saturday at Monmouth Park. Uh, that is, of course, the centerpiece, the Haskell. By the way, that is a great one. That is a Breeders' Cup win in your in race. And if the winner of that race decides to go to the Breeders' Cup, uh, make sure you get him to the uh, get him to the paddock early because he'll probably be going to the Breeders' Cup Classic, and that's not the premier <laughs> finale anymore. <clears throat> Uh, you know, every day we start to show off with bad news, Ralph. And I, <laughs> I'm telling you, what's today's going to be? And that's just that's just a disaster. It really is. I know people say, "Oh, what's a big deal?" It is a big deal because the Breeders' Cup Classic is the race that they build the whole day around, and they build up to that race. And to run it, why not run it in the third race? If they're running it in the seventh race, it's believe me, no one's going to be around. For the last two races, unless it's part of the pick five or some other reason, yeah. but it's just a, it's just like anticlimactic. It's just it's a it's a bad thing to do and to give into football. They can move a football game to later in the day. You know, I I don't get it. It's horse racing's biggest day of the year. Next to the Derby, I would say that's probably the the, the second biggest race that people are interested in watching mm-hmm. and, and to move it up in the card, I think is the wrong thing to do. Well, I do too. But the, you know, here's the, the thing you all always have that problem because of the time uh, differences when you run uh, the breeders cup in Southern California, because it's three hours, you know, earlier and you get into that prime time football premier game of the week type of stuff that happens on the major networks. But I think uh, in this case, they should have, uh, maybe it would have been, uh, maybe they should have ran, uh, done the uh, uh, Breeders' Cup Classic as a prelude right into the football game. You know, like, uh, you know, the you do the football game pre, uh, pre-game show and then go right in. Let's go to the, you know, Santa Anita for the big race there, the Breeders' Cup Classic and, you know, something like that. I always thought that we in horse racing should uh, entertain the idea of trying to get a big major uh, horse race uh, of the caliber of the Breeders' Cup somewhere positioned uh, in halftime of the Super Bowl. Run it at, in the halftime, run, run it at the halftime instead of the halftime show. Run it, let's go to the horse race. No, 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 no. I, well, you can't replace the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I'm saying it's part of the no, halftime show. No, but at the college show. game, yeah, you yeah. certainly could. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, in, in any and case. And by the way, we were, talking, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, if you remember, with the Foster, uh, whatever, the Stephen Foster yeah, at, yeah. at Ellis Park which yeah. was run for Churchill at Ellis. Uh-huh. You remember they, they didn't televise it because they had obligations for a football game or something. Same thing. or some. Sp- no, they, they, said they, they said it was logistically impossible. We right. put, you know, we put people on the moon. I mean, logistically impossible. <laughs> logistically. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened to all the satellite equipment and all that stuff? They can track us going into our car from our driveway, and they can't, uh, they can't get the technology worked out. I don't know. Anyhow. Horse racing, unfortunately, is always taking a backseat, and it's it's starting to take a further backseat as time goes on, and that's not good. Uh, In addition to the uh, Haskell on Saturday at Monmouth, uh, there's the uh, five-and-a-half furlong Wolf Hill Stakes, and then a whole bunch of other graded stakes races, the Matchmaker, a grade three for the Phillies and Mares. Are they still giving away uh, the breeding rights in the Matchmaker? 
Is that still the, that deal? I have no idea. Yeah. By the way, they also have the United Nations, which yeah. is a terrific stake race. That's prior, right before the Haskell. Yeah, and the Monmouth, uh, the Monmouth Cup is on that day, and the Molly Pitcher is on that day, all at, uh, at Monmouth Park. But the matchmaker, of course, was created for the Phillies and Mares, and they used to have the breeding farms, um, you know, the people that own the breeding farms and the horses, where they'd have uh, the breeding uh, of uh, three stallions, and the winner gets to pick uh, the first one, and the second place finisher gets to pick the second yeah, one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And, I don't uh, think they'd do it anymore, but who knows? Well, then change the name. When they did it. Yeah. Shouldn't be called a match. By the way, they give out uh, they give out Haskell hats. Oh, Haskell hats. Go to hats. the track that day. Oh, good. And the hats are the colors of the horse that won the year before. Oh, that's kind of so neat. It's kind of like... Year's yeah. Go ahead. Last year's uh, Haskell winner was Cyberknife, so Ooh. I guess the colors are going to be black and gold. This All year, right. So we'll make sure you got to get a couple of those yeah. out to you, Ralph. Yeah, you got to <laughs> score one there. That's for sure. Now, listen. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be kind of a lot of fun. A collector item, so to speak. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like their version of uh, painting the canoe at Saratoga after the Travers. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. All right. Time to get started. Now, listen, uh, I would imagine on Saturday you're going to have a Monmouth sheet, correct? Absolutely, positively, for sure. And, of course, Del Mar and Saratoga with no doubt. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, today you have the Saratoga sheet, right? That's all that's running. All right. Now, I've got a $10.40 uh, bankroll from Jonathan Hardoon yesterday. I'm going to parlay it to today. So what are we doing? Let's look at the third race today. Five and a half furlongs on the turf. And I love the number one horse in here, King James. So this is a five-year-old gelding from the Chad Summers barn. Big rider switch today. Jose Ortiz rides. Uh, this horse was ridden by Katie Davis, Oliver Madsen. Take nothing away from them, but Jose Ortiz takes the mound today. There's enough early speed for this horse to work out a great trip. Five to one on the morning line. Number one, King James wins today's third race out at Saratoga. Did you t did you mention that uh, Katie Davis rode the horse last time? Because Jose's riding it this time, right? Yeah, last three times Katie was on uh -huh. and Oliver Madsen before that. So they, today we go to Jose Ortiz. All right. And I would imagine that the horse that Jose, uh, the other horse that he was uh, set to ride, Jester's song, is a main track only, and that ain't going to happen today. That's correct. All right. So third race, the one King James, Jose Ortiz aboard, 5-1 to one on the morning line. The one in the third race at five and a half furlongs on the firm melon turf course. That's the third race. You got 10 to go at Saratoga, and Jonathan's got them all. Where do they find them, Jonathan? J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe. Be well. We'll chat tomorrow. All right. You got it, my man. And uh, get that sunblock on out there today. You'll need it. All right. Back with... Uh, Ernie Perry's Clocker Report from Woodbine, and then John Lendo, so don't go away. The racing is fast and exciting. Mo racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location.
right, back on Race Day Las Vegas. And reminding everybody that uh, on Saturday, a big racing uh, day is, uh, of course, at Monmouth. On uh, Sunday, however, Woodbine's going to have uh, four stakes races, big stakes races, too. The Connaught Cup, uh, Grade 2 on the Turf, the uh, Trillium, uh, Grade 3, and the Woodbine Oaks for the three-year-old fillies, and the King's Plate Trial. And, of course, is the prep for the King's Plate. All right, today at Woodbine. Ernie Perry's Clocker Report. Let's go to the third race. In the third race today at Woodbine, Ernie likes number two, Practical Gizmo. This horse is eight to one on the morning line. Practical Gizmo, Ernie says, uh, worked an easy 48 flat on the 9th of July. He said, this horse is knocking on the door and it'll be a good price today. So Ernie Perry's Clocker Report pick, third race, number two, Practical Gizmo. Then you go to the fifth race for a second of two. In the fifth race, <coughs> Ernie Perry's Clock Report likes number five. I'll take the gold at eight to one on the morning line as well. Five, I'll take the gold. He said uh, this horse on the 13th of July worked 101.80. And he said uh, you can throw out the turf race. He didn't like the turf footing. And his synthetic races put her right in the race. So. In the fifth race, number five, I'll take the gold back on the uh, synthetic is Ernie Perry's uh, play in the fifth race, the clocker report, the five. So we've got two plays today. They are third race, number two, fifth race, number five, Ernie Perry's clocker report at Woodbine. We'll be back with John Lindo. Don't go away. Bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas. Time to go out to John Lindo standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Well, I tell you what, I wake up every morning and something's happening in racing that doesn't <laughs> quite... Try tweak me, that's for sure. There are no off days, and you're in the media in this business right now. Something happens every day, and it's usually not something that's on a positive note. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I can uh, I can imagine uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic not being the last, the premiere, the the 
you know, crescendo building up to it. I mean, it's going to lose some pizzazz. Yeah, that, that's very awkward to me. Uh, you know, I I understand the constraints with television. Sure. But there are different things you can do to manipulate the card a little bit. You can move it up. You can move maybe a race or two to, to the Friday uh, Breeders' Cup card. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that you can do, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Again, uh, it's above my pay grade. I'm not allowed to make that call. Uh, we will just uh, bob and weave because we're horse players, and we still love the game, don't we? That's the thing. If they run it, I'm going to watch. That's right. All right. Saratoga now. Um you noted on your Linda report, uh, by the way, today's Linda report covering all the races at Saratoga today, plus a suggested late pick four and some goody information at the bottom. One of them I'm going to talk about right now. You suggest that uh, there were 23 vet scratches in the first week of uh, Saratoga, six voided claims. It makes 29 of those horses now on the vets list, and they can't come back like next week. And so if if this highs a... Um, regulation continues to work as it is with the time frames that they give it, there's going to become a time when the racetracks are running out of horses that are eligible to run, aren't they? Well, that's the thing, Ralph. It, it, you know, it, it does hurt the horse population. Now, again, it's in the, in the everybody's looking for safety. I yeah. get it. But now, here are the rules, though. When you do make the vets list, whether it's a vet scratch or avoided claim, uh-huh. in California, you cannot work that horse now for 10 days after that, uh, that scratch or that voided claim. And you have so to, a- and you have to register to work them three days in advance of that, right? Well, then you got to get permission to, to work the horse. Yeah. And then to get off the vet's list, you got to get an appointment to have the vet take a blood sample after the work to make oh. sure there was nothing in the system. Wow. And you have to wait for the blood work to get back. So there's a whole process. And, you know, if you can't work for 10 days, you're basically missing a work. Yeah. And, and you you know, you haven't worked in the in the few days around the, the race you were trying to get in. So you're probably three weeks between works. And mm-hmm. then you you got to get fit enough to run again. So at a short meet like Saratoga and Del Mar, you make that vet's list at the start of the meet like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's your slim. Your chances are slim to run at the meet. Maybe you get one in as opposed wow. to two, but that's thirty horses out of out of the pipeline, out of out of the stream that the Saratoga is going to be missing the second part of the meet. No kidding. And you know, I got to tell you that uh, I know it's all about safety and all that. But on the other hand, that pendulum can move uh, past the sweet spot and start working the other way. If horses are starting to miss workouts, they are not as fit as they used to be, and that's the time when they could injure themselves as well. Absolutely. And, you know, Saratoga in general is a pretty deep main track. You better be fit to run on that main track. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's it's a work in progress, I guess, that's for sure. What isn't a work in progress is the consistency of uh, the Ortiz brothers uh, on the New York circuit as far as the jockey standings, right? (laughs) Yeah, you just go look to the top and see which Ortiz brother is leading yeah, the which standings. One? And yeah. After yesterday, Arad Ortiz is your leading jockey at Saratoga. He's got nine winners. His brother Jose right behind, he's got seven. Mm-hmm. And then Flavian Pratt has got five, and I think he's riding terrific over Me there. too. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, as far as the trainers go, uh, Linda Rice was the leading trainer in Belmont Park. Mm-hmm. She's hit the ground running right back at Saratoga. She's got five winners. And then you got Chad Brown with four and Todd Pletcher with three. So... The names you would expect to see at the top are at the top at Saratoga. Well, the old saying, uh, as far as uh, more things change, the more they stay the same, at least works for the jockey and trainer standings in uh, New York right now. What about the favorites? 
Well, the favorites won at 41% opening week, and Ooh. I think a lot of that has to do with so many off-the-turf races and reduced field size. Yeah, I do, too. That's for sure. And a couple of big odds-on favorites on the last Saturday went down in defeat, though. That uh, that was something there. Yeah, a couple of one-to-five shots yeah. with the dust. Yeah. Okay, uh, Saratoga, like I said, uh, you, John, you have uh, a Linda report uh, today for Saratoga. And uh, you can get that uh, only in one place, the Linda Report for Saratoga today, only in one place, and that is the South Point Racebook free of charge exclusively there because uh, they love horse players. Really that simple. So uh, we can get, uh, by the way, John, uh, I guess uh, tomorrow, big day at Del Mar, uh, and uh, looks good for opening day, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Uh, you know, full fields throughout the day, and we took entries yesterday for Saturday. We're going to have an 11 race card on Saturday. 117 horses in the body of the races of those 11 races. There was 18 on the also eligible wow. list, and 13 horses were excluded from getting even on the also eligible. So the, the uh, box is full right now at Del Mar, and it's great to see in Southern California. Now, uh, we all know that, of course, uh, at uh, Del Mar, the Del Mar Derby Series is all on the turf, three turf races, starting out with the Oceanside, which is the, the uh, traditional opening day feature at uh, Del Mar, and, and of course, uh, then you have, uh, what is it, the uh, La Jolla? The La Jolla, and, and then La Jolla the, is in the middle of the meet, and then the Del Mar Derby at the end of the meet. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the ocean side, of course, is the traditional opening day. And uh, more times than not, uh, the ocean side uh, gets to be a uh, race where it oversubscribes and they get, uh, you know, two divisions. But I guess this year they're going to jam in 14 horses in this thing? Right, the rails are at zero, and you remember a few years ago they widened the Del Mar turf course. For the Breeders' Cup. They don't Cup, do yeah. it often, but when the rails are at zero, you can run 14, and we have a full field of 14 in the Oceanside. Because it's the eighth race on Friday. Ah, uh, it's going to be exciting. Friday, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get a winner today. Sixth race today, race number six at Saratoga. Number three, Kodiak Wintergreen. Yeah. Had a rough trip in her debut. What's that? Oh, I lost you there. Uh, anyways, Kodiak Wintergreen missed, uh, missed a break a little bit, got shuffled back, had to work the way through between horses down the lane, ended up running second. I thought she ran really well with that experience. She's going to be a lot better this time around. And the trainer, George Arnold, a very, very high percentage second time out. So three to one on the program. Number three, Kodiak Wintergreen, race six, Saratoga. All right, sixth race uh, at uh, Saratoga today. Number three, Kodiak Wintergreen, uh, Jose aboard. Uh, that's John Lindo's pick for the race day listeners. And, of course, uh, John, uh, you'll be doing uh, Del Mar tomorrow. Any thoughts about anything from Monmouth over on Saturday? No, I haven't had a chance to go race by race and take a look at it yet, but the Haskell came up great. Looking forward to seeing Arabian uh, Night and Extra Anejo. I, I thought they were two of the best two-year-olds I saw last year. Now they're stepping up in the big time. Let's see how they do. All right, John, and certainly we'll get your uh, your thoughts about that on Saturday. Absolutely. I'll be ready to go. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Good luck today. All right. Now we do have uh, Jerry Jackowitz. Jerry, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralph. Yeah. Uh, Saratoga yesterday, uh, as I alluded to with the, uh, Jonathan Hardoon, no wire-to-wire winners, but he said that's uh, only because uh, most of the horses that went to the front didn't deserve to go wire-to-wire. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But um, I kind of didn't like the rails on the dirt or the turf, so I thought that was uh, hurting the, the speed horses quite a bit, particularly on the turf. So. Oh, okay. Well, so that might be that might be a different way to look at it. Well, we got you fast know? and firm conditions today, and it's sunny and beautiful at Saratoga. At least that for the moment. 
Yeah, no, and you know, just you know, just hang around long enough, something will happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's for, it's just it's like a, a short. You want a short thing, it'll change. That's that that sure. time of the time of the year at Saratoga is just like the time of year it is here. Those monsoons uh, whip up pretty uh, quickly. Whenever you have a moment, I'll I'll tell you my Roses Cantina story about the Saratoga. It's right. one of my favorite. Well, maybe we'll do it on a, on a Wednesday or something. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, any observations that we should know at Saratoga before a couple well, of picks? Just, just that I thought the rails were uh, the rail part of the uh, turf course and uh, was definitely not good. And I didn't really like the rail on the main track either. So don't know why, but uh, that's the way it looked to me. All right. Time to get started. Okay, let's go to the fourth race for our first play today. We got a Dick Dutrell horse, number two, Jose, uh, with Jose Lascano up. This is with this vow, number two in race number four. Um, this is really sort of second uh, in this cycle for this horse, and uh, I, I think he's going to improve again. And um, I like the two, so I'll take the two over the three, four, five small reverses to break even. But the two in race number four, that'll be our first play today. All right, in the uh, uh, fourth race today at Saratoga, Jerry likes the two with this vow. Jose Lascano, uh, I'm, it, did Lascano win a race yet at Saratoga? I'm not sure. You no, know, I'm not either. The truth. But he's uh, too good a jockey. Uh, well, he knows how to yeah, ride. I, I like him. I like it. And he, we always get a good price on him. So in the fourth race, the two with this vow, let's get Lascano in the window circle with the two in the fourth race. And the link up's three, four, and five in reverse. Where are we going next? Okay, let's go to race number eight. We're going seven furlongs on the main. Uh, this is for a fast track only. I don't want to take this play on a on a wet track, so okay. we always have to make that notation. Okay. The Linda Wright horse, she Linda Rice horse, she caught my eye. Number eight, she caught my eye. Um, you know, just really loved Saratoga. I ran really, really well here as a three-year-old. And uh, it looks like she's been prepped for this. They they skipped a race at Belmont to mm. put her in here after a big win on June 1. I'm going to come back with her. Um, so I like the 8. I think it's a good win place bet at 3-1 to one or higher. Okay. Take the 8 over the 1-2-6. Do reverses 1-2-6 over the 8. But the 8, that'll be our feature play and pop-out key in race number 8. 8 in the 8th. All right. 8th race, Saratoga. The 8 horse is the key. Link-ups are 1, 2, and 6 in reverse. 2 dollar ROI on the 8 in the 8th. Jerry J's Power Page for all the races today, all 10, available right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. And you know he's going <clears> to, <throat> he's getting ready for the Delmar opener tomorrow. And by the way, um, are you going to have a thought or two about the Haskell uh, or uh, on your sheet or just on the show here? Probably just on the show because, uh, you know, the two, the two tracks, they take up an awful lot of uh, space. I don't have any extra space, and I don't know if I have time to do, uh, right. to do a separate sheet. Well, well then that's why everybody's got to listen to the show on Saturday. Yeah, tune in to Ralphie. Yeah, well, they should anyhow. If you're not tuning right. in, bring a note from your doctor or your mom. <laughs> in any case, stay cool out there, stay hydrated, and we will uh, be here tomorrow morning at the usual start time at 7 a.m. In the meantime, say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody. <laughs>